What's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On the Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. the mayor of Slamtown at this year's Lucha Expo. That was from last year's Lucha Expo. But we did see his wife, Taya Valkyrie, so we'll talk about that. But for the people listening to us, you're here, you're at On The Mat Radio with your host, Fabi Chula. Got my man, Cody Rhodes, uh, bringing us in and out. Um, real quick before we talk to Cody Rhodes, don't forget you can always go to onthemat.com, check out all the latest information, everything that's going on. Um, Rafael Lovato Jr. in between defending his Bellator title has some uh seminars that he's doing, you know, the dude never stops. So you can check out some of that stuff on on the mat dot com as well as myluckygee.com. We've been talking about Jeff Glover's got the the gee coming out. Uh if you want to check that out. It's pretty cool. And then they 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 decided to get they had one gee that they were selling like for dirt cheap, but it was an A a size A one. Now Cody Rhodes, for the people listeners on On the Mat um radio, do you know uh, uh, approximately, how big a size A one gi is? Um, I want to say about <laughs> who's thirty-two the, inches. Who's Tiny. the littlest person that that you know? Uh, the the thinnest and smallest person that you know? Uh, that'd be Nicolette. <laughs> That's in- okay. Well, it would. She would probably struggle to get into into that. Oh, jeez! Because an A one is small, but you know when when you know when you sell them out, that's what you got. Because I wear an A five. Sometimes I'll wear an A six just to be comfortable, but I'll wear an A five so that it fits you know a little bit tight or whatever. So you know, I mean, that just goes to tell you A one is small, but. It, it went like within, I don't know, I think it only took like 10 minutes for somebody to swoop up that Lucky Gee. So that's pretty cool. But believe me, if you go online, they got tons. You can check it out. So anyways, Cody Rhodes, uh, going to do, you know, as you know, we talked a little bit about it. We went out to the Lucha Expo this last weekend. Uh-huh. And the, the the thing that sucked is, okay, Cody uh, couldn't go because he lives in Arizona. And we don't have any budget to fly people out. and bring. And plus, I don't think... Uh, Cody Rhodes wants to drive from Arizona all the way out to um, San Diego in the heat and then uh, worry about cars overheating and yeah, air conditioning, no stuff fun. like that. So so I decided to go and take everything. I took the easy up. I took all the recording equipment. And I took two tables. I, dude, you want to talk, talk about riding TJ style? I mean, that, I had to drive <laughs> the back seat. I seriously had to drop the back was seat it packed? and dude load it all the way up to the roof because you figure I had easy ups I had the the tarps I had the uh, uh, banners to hang up and we haven't hung them up in so long that they, it was hard to get them straight they were all full, like curling in and stuff like oh, that gosh. yeah plus the recording equipment plus two tables plus the chairs where I take three chairs so and then I took I didn't take I actually bought a smaller speaker, you know, because, you know, we had that big one. If we would have took oh. that one, we'd have been dead because it, <laughs> that thing weighs – you've lifted it up before. That oh, thing probably man. weighs yeah, that's a heavy maybe 70, 80 pounds yeah. maybe or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. luckily I bought a smaller one, and we took that one out there, which was – that's why we need Cody Rhodes because it you had to charge it off a USB cable that had to plug into the I mean it was dude if I didn't have Jessica with me we'd have had no sound because <laughs> I had no idea I had no idea how to hook it up and then 
you know, you had to hit a certain thing to turn the lights on it, and it was just it was just crazy. Oh but wow! Anyway, so so um, yeah, so I was able to get a few people. My, my uh, laptop, I got a few people on that, and it did come out. So um, I'm gonna try to email that to Cody to see if he might be able to put that up because I got, uh, you know, they had a a lot of different sponsors, and Cody. You've been with us long enough to where you know. Some people you go up to and go, hey, because they have the booths, you know, with all the, uh-huh. uh, uh, like one was called Totis, and that was like a, uh, the, this guy made some pretty cool, they're like, in Spanish they call them chicharrones, but they're like a crisp, like a wheat crisp type of thing. And they were, oh. worth the, you know, the ones, the ones with the chili I can't eat because them suckers are, I'll have yeah. all night. But he made some lemon ones and stuff like that. So some of the people, you know, uh, First of all, they don't even want to look at me, so I'd send Jessica just so they'd listen to her. And some of them were like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll go up there and, and go talk on the radio about, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. And then some people were like, oh, nah, you blow me right off. So uh-huh. this guy from this guy from Tontis was like, hell yeah, man, absolutely. Because the bag has a little luchador on it with the mask and a cape and all that. And it was pretty cool. The, the, the um, bags and stuff were pretty cool. Dude came right up. Hey, bro, I'm ready. Let's get on air, you know. And he's like, yeah, man, talking about it and how he got there. And he sponsored the, the Lucha Expo. And then he goes back down and he brings us, like, two huge, like, grocery-sized bags full of the chips. So we had chips. Oh, for the wow. We, we, we didn't have to worry about that. And then he says, hey, man, let me get a picture uh, with, with you uh, for my website. So we, like, kind of posed like we were talking on the radio. And, and so you could tell – who really wants to get their product out there? Yeah. I mean, this dude was like, he 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 put it on his Instagram and he put it on his Twitter and he put all kinds of stuff out and, you know, he had me cut like a little promo like, hey, uh, you know, you guys here at the Lucha Expo and you enjoy Toti's, uh chips and all this stuff. So you, could, you this dude was on it. I mean, he really was like, yeah, man, I want to get my so real cool with that guy. And <clears throat> we also ran into our good friend DJ Vos. He was out there. That guy. This is what I'm. T- this is why I, I align myself with people like Joseph from PCW and people like uh-huh. DJ Vos. That dude was nonstop. I mean, he was hit, hitting up booths. He was talking to them about sponsorship. He went to um, uh, Black Tarus and said, "Hey, look, man, I want to book you for this." And he booked uh, Black Tarus, uh, Mil Muertes, and Brian Cage in a three-way for his big show that he's having. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was in Arizona. I got him. At length on on the thing, so I'll send that to you, Cody, and hopefully you know you'll be able to put Sounds it out. Good, yeah. But I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that that's in Arizona, so um, that's the big show. It's going to be huge. So I told him I said, hey, you know, um, uh, that's out where Cody's. I go, dude, let me know if he could come down. If he wants to come down, I'll put him, you know, uh, front row if he wants to come check out the show. Blah blah blah, whatever. So uh, I'll I'll find out the specifics, and then if you if I don't know how far you are from, I think he's. I think he's Phoenix. I'm not too sure. I don't know how long of a drive that is for you or whatever, but I'll find Dude. out for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. That's like going from here to San Diego. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm like 110% sure that, that it'll be worth your while because the show that he's putting on, which is the big one, it, it it's huge. They're going to have a lot of stuff. And it's cool to go. I mean, you know, if you got nothing else going on, you might have to work because I know your hours are different or whatever. But it was nice yeah. for DJ – yeah, you know it's nice for DJ Vos to go. Yeah, you know let him let him know, man. We'll, we'll come come down. Oh. And he, you know, he was running around getting all that stuff. He had a booth. He was plugging his shows and 
passing out flyers and stuff for that. Then he came up he came up on day two, if I'm not mistaken, and we talked a lot about, you know, putting on shows and, and putting matches together and, and all that. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. venturing as far out as Detroit now to do wow. shows out there. So, wow. so, yeah, so you know when you're moving and doing shows in different states and stuff like that, you you know, you're you're starting to put some stuff together and people are starting to notice. So, and, uh, you know, I saw him in, even interacting with um, – with Joseph, Joseph was there, you know, with with War Beast. He, dude, real quick before I continue about that, uh, you should have. I, I should have took a picture of it. Joseph's hip, from from like the the, like the right side, just just below his stomach, all the way down to his knee, was just one big bruise. I mean that it was like purple, black and blue. Well, he had fell on his hip. Uh, I think he was wrestling in in MLW out there in. Uh, Oh, New York geez. or wherever, yeah. But he he said he hit it just right, and when he hit it, it he like skidded down, and he said he thought he might have popped it out of place. He goes, luckily it was just really badly bruised. So when I saw him, I'm like, hey man, you get because he said I'm wrestling, you know, it, it, I gotta get it out there or whatever. So when um, I, as soon as I saw him, and I go, hey dude, how you feel, man? You get he goes, dude, check it out, lifts up his shorts, and it just, I mean, it was just a huge <laughs> mess of purple. So. I, I go, I know wrestling moves on Imadre way. He's just going to come out swinging. So he even yeah. brought out the almighty Sheik for that Ooh. show. He came out with, with the Sheik boots and everything. Ooh, <laughs> and they just, nice. it was, they brawled all the way up the, the stands and they came back down. They hit people with trash cans. And I could just oh, see Kevin Carmichael going, I could see Kevin Carmichael going, oh my God, what the, you know, and so he had to come yeah. out, hey man, get that shit back in the ring. Yeah, and, it just, and let me tell you something. That uh, I got a, a story to tell you about about Jacob Fatu, and that guy is talented, bro. I am telling you, I've been in this yeah. business for a long time. That guy's got skills. I mean, just the way he moves, the way he you know he he hits people and stuff like that. I mean, it really looked like he killed somebody on that show. But real quick before we continue, you know, um, they call him the Tonga Kid. Um, he's he's uh, uh that's kid? that's yeah that's that's Jacob Fatu's father, and oh. he's uh, he's about he's probably a little bit older than me. I'm 54. He's probably like 56. So he mm-hmm. was there, and I was like, dude, I'm so happy he's there. So when I went down to go talk to him, we were talking. And I was saying, hey, remember the show? And I said, oh yeah, yeah, I remember whatever. Went back and forth, and then I said, well, remember when we did that show in Visalia? I go and they had that lady. He goes, oh yeah, that's when we we had to take the truck because we wouldn't we didn't fit in the plane. <laughs> I go, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I go, remember there, like there was a lady that was giving us massage, and if you had like Tiger Bomb or whatever, she you know she put it on you so that you know you, you could loosen up the muscles or heat or whatever. So uh-huh. so his little boy, he goes, do you, he uh, they call him TK for Tonka. TK tells him, hey, do you, do you want to get a massage? And he's like, yeah. And he, little dude, he was probably maybe. I would say maybe seven, six uh-huh. or seven, and and he goes, uh, he didn't want to take his shirt off, and, and TK tells him, take your shirt off, man. He's sitting in his belly. He goes, show him what you got, and all that. So finally, he took his shirt off, and and I was we we're talking. He goes, that was Jacob. He goes, look at him now. And I was like, Dick. oh wow. You know, I'm like, I and you hate to sound like an old man, but it's like, man, I remember when he was just a, you know, six or seven years old. He goes, yeah, he goes, that was Jacob. He goes, and now he's, so they're trying to become, uh, 
they want to be like the first father son tag team to win a belt or whatever oh, something like that. So he so he's coming out of retirement and he cool. actually was a was a surprise uh a surprise wrestler on that show, TK Tonga Kid. So it it was just a lot of different stuff like that, you know, um that mm-hmm. it Look, we talked about it before, like we were talking about from last year. I liked how they mixed up the matches because they put some older luchadores with some newer guys. Um, Santino Santino Brothers uh, represented. They had Douglas James, who we had on the show, Jake Atlas. Um, They they looked really good. Douglas James, I mean, that dude's always in shape, you know, and all that. But the only thing I noticed when when you see it, I know that that the – that the business has taken a turn for like you know the smaller guys and the more athletic and stuff like that, but but some of them looked really small. I mean yeah. just you know just some so it's kind of I mean they they can hit those moves I, probably because I'm jealous and I can't do them, but they just you know <laughs> dude like when you see somebody like Jacob Fatu, I mean that yeah. dude you know he, he looks like and and the way he moves and when he hits you with a moonsault or a flip or something like that, I mean dude just Boom! That whole ring just bacatelas, and I could hear it from up top, from from oh, way can. up top. That's so crazy. yeah, <clears throat> and then one more note: Piloto uh, Suicida, Acero Dorado, and Chamu Junior are from out here. They wrestle for Bard a lot and all that. They're okay. they're, they're called, and I gotta say it this way because this is the way they announced them. They, they call themselves the LA Fuckers. That's their, oh. that's their team name. Yeah. So they put okay. they put them. Oh my God! They put them against Damien, Bestia, and uh, one of DJ Vos' guy, Chaos from, wow. from uh, Crazy Chaos or something. So, but the thing is, they they slammed Damien, and Piloto went up to the top to do a senton. You know where you jump out and you land on your yeah. back, like you land on him uh-huh. with your back. But what happened was he didn't jump out enough. So when he hit him, like his butt hit the side of Damien, and he went back and hit his head. And Ooh. dude, he he was. Buzzed. I thought he was dead. I mean, he he was wobbling and stuff. And Rick Knox, God bless him, that guy's been around forever. The referee, you could see him going over there and kept saying, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And then it looked like to him, you know what? Roll out, dude. Get go get your um, go get yourself together or whatever. So it just goes to show you the significance of having a good referee that can kind of see. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So he got yeah. He got him out of the way. He. Yeah, he goes back in and says, hey, man, this dude's messed up. Keep going until he can get his wits. So he did kind of get his wits about him and, and come back. But, I mean, he, I'm telling you, if you just that, you know, two, three inches too short, and he hit the back of his head, and, and you know, uh-huh. he, he was buzzed. So, so you got to be careful. But, anyways, <clears throat> let's go ahead and take a quick break. Um, I'm going to bring Jessica in so we could talk about it because she, I mean, God bless her. I was upstairs. And the elevator worked the first day, but the second day it was broken. So if it wasn't uh, for Jessica, we, we, we wouldn't have gotten nobody because I was, couldn't make it up and down those stairs that much. I mean, that's the most exercise that this body's had in the last, like, six to eight months. So God bless her. <laughs> so let's take a quick break. We'll bring her in. We'll talk a little bit more about the Lucha Expo um, as soon as we get back. Go ahead, Cody Rose. We'll be right back after this. <laughs>
continue, Cody Rose, did you get a chance to see uh, Ronda Rousey's broken finger? I just saw that. That's crazy. <laughs> dude, it's like it something looked, I saw at Derby the other time. Dude, it looks like it's hanging by like little threads. Don't It looks, it's almost looks like it's completely cut in half. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I definitely dude. do. Is, did she so, smack it in like a door or something? I, you know, I don't know. She got hurt on the set of the movie or whatever, but, I mean, they're going to have to put pins and all that crap in there, right? Uh, Yeah, most likely. <laughs> probably like... I mean, they're, they're going to have to get a welding machine and a toe <laughs> strap and all kinds of that was the worst break I've ever seen. I mean, it, and you could see yeah. in her face, too, that she was definitely not happy. But yeah. anyways, for, for the people listening, you're here. And on the Matt Radio with Bobby Chu, look up my man Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out. Talk a little bit about the Lucha Expo from this weekend. But go ahead and give Jessica a call. Actually, Nicolette Marie. Uh, we call her Jessica at home because she's, you know, family. But she's you know, she's known as Nicol- Yeah, she's known as Nicolette Marie. Uh-oh. Hi, Cody. Hi. <laughs> Nicolette Marie, uh, can you hear us okay? I can, yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, good, beautiful. Real quick for the people listeners, don't forget you're here at On The Mat Radio. I'm talking to Bobby Chulo, Cody Rhodes, and on the line with us right now is we. I have a bad habit of calling her Jessica because you know she's she's the my, uh, still a little kid to me. But Nicolette Marie, so real quick, Nicolette, we're talking about the about the Lucha Expo. I was first of all I was telling Cody Rhodes, first of all how hot it was. Second of all, about oh, yeah. the parking, luckily we got there, because you know me, I, I got to get there early. We got there early, but it was uphill, and we, we, we had a cart, like a little, uh, like, you know, Cody, those luggage racks that you that you yeah. used to put your luggage on? Yeah. I had yeah. one of those, and, it, and it, of course it broke, because the, the recording equipment and everything was, was way too uh, too heavy for it, so... Um, real quick, we're gonna go day by day, but all in all, I thought it was I thought it was well done. Like I said, I like the way they mix the matches, and you kind of get to meet the 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 wrestlers uh, up close and personal, and talk to them and stuff like that. So that's the only thing. It was super hot, uh, as opposed to last year when it was super cold, where I had to go back to the hotel mm-hmm. room and get a sweater, and the parking. So, uh, Nicolette Marie, would you? Divulge on that. I mean, would you say that was the the only two downsides of the of the uh, expo? Yeah, and I think too. I don't remember last year the matches being that close together. You kind of had a little bit of time just to go eat and to come right back. Yeah, this um, year. matches were very good. A lot of high flying, a lot of lucha, a lot of American. This year they did more girls matches than last year. Yes. Um, it was extremely hot. But, um, yeah, shout out to Kevin and Ruben for the tickets. Uh, great event. And, and you know, God bless them. I mean, you don't see them at all because they're just constantly no. moving. Ruben, Ruben is going back and forth with the wrestlers trying to get all that set up. He's like, you know, uh, okay, you guys are, are going on at this, and he's getting all that. And Kevin is just constantly running around to each booth. You guys okay? What about this? Okay, well, we need this. Uh, this guy didn't have pers- – when we went the first day, I set up, and I had Nicolette and, and my wife, <clears throat> Nivon, watch all the all the equipment while I went down to go get the press credentials. So when I went down, I'm talking to Kevin, and his phone goes off, and he goes, somebody just texted me, hey, bro, I'm here. have no idea who it is. So he puts, don't know who oh, you are, no. LOL. And <laughs> so it was just stuff like that. Yeah, and so so he he had to shout from the floor to upstairs where the press credentials are and go, uh, hey three three for on the mat radio right here. And you 
lights like that. So I, I had to I had to walk up the stairs, get the press credentials. Once we got everything set, press credentials, laminate, stuff like that, we were able to concentrate a little bit more. So I was telling him, Nicolette, how it the stairs were right by where our booth was. But going up and right. down those stairs was just, I mean, we had to go up at least, what, 20 times that whole night, you know, yes. to go down, get somebody, bring them up or whatever. So the first, And then you're upstairs Nic- and you're like, oh, there's Daga. He's walking in right now. Yes. And you're like, oh, got to run down the stairs and start getting in line. <laughs> and not me. <laughs> I had to send uh, Nicolette down because I'm, oh, hey, there's such and such. Can you go down and go get him, whatever? So then she she had to go down and get him. Now, another thing, since we're talking about the first day, I, I can't remember Cody Rhodes uh, when we had Kevin and Ruben on, but I could have sworn they said that they were going to have food uh, there. Right, man? Didn't they say that, that they were going to have food inside? I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> no, when we had. No, I read show. online. Oh. I read online too on Mass Republic. They said that the taco truck was supposed to be there, but when we went downstairs, we talked to the guy, and he was like, "Yeah, the taco truck's supposed to be here at three o'clock." I don't know if it was only for one hour or what, but I missed that taco truck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think he did say something. It was a while ago, but yeah. So luckily for us, the Totis guy brought a bunch of chips. So we were nice. able to, to, to have that. But I then, would have thought um, you would have had a cooler and all that stuff that you brought with you. Yeah, and, and then I had, you know, that's a lot of salt. So my salt intake, I blew up, you know, and then I brought it back down with some water. So, mm-hmm. and, so you had to go to the bathroom with some downstairs. God's honest truth. But luckily, the, the bathroom was upstairs. But I, bottled, I bought a bottle of water for $2. Okay. Now, for me to pay $2 for a bottle of water is a lot, but it's just the God's honest truth. I would send Jessica to the bathroom to fill it up with some sink water because I was too cheap to go back there and go buy another bottle of water. So, hey, man, you know, you I, saw, I saw a lot of people with the drinks, but I couldn't figure out where they were getting them from. I saw somebody with a Bang Energy drink. I saw yeah. Bart from AWS with two Bud Lights. Yeah. If Bart's so, out there, Bart, I'm still waiting for it. I went downstairs, asked Bart. He said he'd bring it to me. I'm still waiting. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> Bart. I think Bart as a promoter. <laughs> I think as a promoter, I think he walked into where the wrestlers were. You know, you saw they they were like behind the things and some easy ups. I think he just went back there and grabbed two beers from the wrestlers area. I mean, that, I also that believe was, that Bart had a ring on that had the bottle opener, or that Bart smashed them on his head to open them. Yeah, I, well, that's Bart. He, he's crazy. That's so. Bart, yeah. Yeah, so for, for Cody Rhodes, we'll try to explain to him, because we were up top. It was a gym, so, like, the ring was right in the middle. Now, the best part, Cody Rhodes, and I think Nicolette Marie can agree with me, you know, when you have a gym floor, it has that coating on it, and, oh, yeah. and you, can only wear, you can only wear tennis oh, shoes. Yeah. They, they don't want any hard heels on that floor, messing up the gym floor. So they, they covered them with like a uh, Nicolette, like a, was it like a tarp or like a paper almost that they covered it with, right? It's kind of like a paper, yeah, but it's not made out of paper. It's made out of more like plastic paper. It's like, yeah, you like can use it heavy, as a tablecloth at a party. Yeah, now I, on the first day, I counted at least eight to ten people who tripped on it. How, how many people did you count? I, mean, I uh, saw mariachi trip. I saw cholo trip. I saw oh, who else? I saw geez. a lot of people's wife trip. I saw a gentleman with a case of water trip. Yeah, the guy yeah with it a was case bad. Of water. 
And then luckily, they looked around to see who saw them fall, yep. yeah. Luckily, the guy with the water caught himself because he was about to do a full flip. But they're walking, and yep. they're looking straight ahead. So so the, the paper would meet each other, and it would flip up. So they foot would get caught. So they'd be walking, and they go, hey, they go, blackatelas, and then they would just... Jeez. So I can't, I must have told Nicolette forty times we gotta get that on camera. I mean that's gonna be that's gonna be here, but we couldn't catch anybody on camera. So but oh that my god and fail. <laughs> yeah. That to me was one of the best parts. So anyways, that that was the layout. So the ring was in the middle and then they had bleachers on one side. So um just on the other side of the ring, which would be like the, the south side, they had tables. They had like one, two, three, four, like maybe five rows of tables just lined up. So the wrestlers started coming in, uh Pirata Morgan, uh, uh Bobby Lee Junior put for, I put that up on my um on my Facebook, the guy with the green mask. That dude had more merchandise than anybody I've ever seen. He had masks, he had wrestling boots, he had uh, I mean that thing was just loaded, shirts, hats, uh Beanies. I mean, he had everything. I even saw just, pens that you could write with. Yeah, it was amazing. But he was like right below us, you know, so we could we were pretty much like seeing him all day. Uh. I mean, he had a son that just took the mom's wallet and just opened it up and started taking bills out and walking around and just buying random, random crap. That's right, Nicole? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Because. <laughs> Because Bobby Lee had to go wrestle. He wrestled that day. Oh. And I don't know what the mom was doing, so they left him in the booth with the sister. And Jeez. next thing we know, he has the mom's wallet. I think she, the sister even tried to take it from her, right, Jessica? Or Nicolette? Yeah, he, he, made, he made some pretty good purchases, though, huh? He bought a Cholo <laughs> shirt. He got it signed. He made her he got her money worth. Nice. He just got the wallet and grabbed whatever he needed and just started buying stuff. So that was the best customer of the day. So Bobby Lee um, probably made I did no money. Because... Another thing, Bobby, too. Speaking of day one, um, I know that Kevin did get down Warbeast, uh, which was Jacob Fatu, Vivi, yes. uh, Viva Van, and Joseph himself. Um, yes. I went up to their stand. I asked them for a photo. Um, they're very intimidating because I know how you say when they wrestle that you're like, oh, man, this is about to be an all-out brawl. Yes. Um, Joseph's like, what's up? And even to um, Jacob Fatu, he's like, come on, what's up? Get inside the picture. Um now, their match, I, I miss because a lot of our wrestling friends we only see on a year-to-year basis. And yes. so I was catching up with a friend, and so I missed that match, but I did hear that he brought back the Iron Sheet gimmick. I yes. did uh, see a little bit of Jacob Fatu going, and the whole match went out to the stands. Yep. And uh, when I had seen Joseph, shout out to him, too. He said, anytime you and Fabi want to come to the show, you tell me. I'd love to have you guys. You guys are more than welcome to come. So I don't know what show I'm going to go to. I know he's doing another show in October. Um, he's having down uh, Sumi Sakai. I don't yes. know if I'll go to that one, or I don't know which one. Or I know they put on a pretty good Christmas show towards the end of the year. So, mm-hmm. But I'm definitely going to pick one to go to go see them, because they do put on an amazing match. And and it's a different, like I was telling Cody in the opening, it's a different atmosphere because you're like right there. They're they're real laid oh, yeah. back, and they you know they like really want to talk to the fans and stuff like that. I mean, they do want to sell their merchandise too, but but they're really hospitable. And and you know you, it's it like I was telling um, DJ Vos, it's kind of like. Like, you know, you have a superhero, like Captain America or something. You never mm-hmm. can meet that dude. But these people you nope. can actually meet. You know what I mean? Sit down, talk uh-huh. to them. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, it was it was real cool. Like, when I went down to go uh, exchange my shirt because Nicolette bought me a, a shirt from, from La Familia de Tijuana, 
and I went down to the changing, and uh, I told Damien, he gave me the, the right size. And I said, hey, in Spanish, I go, hey, next time it should be you and Halloween versus me and Pirata, because Pirata was sitting right there. I go, in the cage. And Pirata gets up and goes, yeah, yeah man, let's do it. Let's do it. So we started talking right. about that there. And I said, hey, wait a minute, man. I had both hip replaced. I'm just talking. No, no, no. You already said you're doing it. Let's do it. Or whatever. Oh, so right. And I told Damien, I pulled up the photo of you, Damien, Halloween, and the unholy wrestling about 20 years ago. And I said, I yeah. think you remember my dad. And he said, oh, yeah, I know your dad. And I told Conan the same thing. Conan, I yeah, think you know my dad, Fabiano. Fabi, oh, yeah, I know your dad. So, so. We, But we, and, I'll tell you when I was embarrassed. This goes to night two, though. Uh, Bobby and I or watched the match, and Bobby's like, I'm going to go t- uh, talk to TJ Perkins. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, oh, cool. We're going to get to meet him. I'm asking for a photo. And he's like, Bobby, what's up? Can you take a picture of me and Bobby on my phone? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, but that, that was, was cool, though. Yeah, because that's what I was scared of. I was scared they're going to go. I don't know who you are. So we started out with, hey, it's, I go, it's me, Fabi, remember? Because I was kind of scared that they were going to go, hell no, we don't know who you are. But, he, yeah, we're, we're jumping a little bit ahead because that was day two. But that's, that there was, was night a, two, yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on like that. Like I would go up and go, hey, I go, do you remember me? Like, oh, yeah, Fabi, what's up? But the one thing, too, Cody Rhodes, um, uh-huh. I stopped dyeing my beard because I got tired of buying beards. Uh-huh. So my beard was massively gray. So everybody was like, Dude, how old are you now? <laughs> oh, man. I'm tell them I'm and then they start going, I remember I was watching you when I was a kid. And I was like, so forget that noise. But anyways, they talking a little bit more about, you know, how they set everything up and all that. Um, I This is and this is the God's honest truth. And I'm just I'm not talking smack or whatever. And Nicolette can attest to this. First of all, the biggest lines. You know, I would say, first of all, the biggest lines, far and away, I mean, without a doubt, was Pentagon and, and oh, yeah, Phoenix. I mean, people were just waiting for them, okay? So that went without saying. But what I was surprised was when Tinevlas Jr. came out, and, and he brings Alusha with them. So real quick, Nicolette, for the people listening on the Met Radio, explain to the people, first of all, my wife, who hates wrestling, hates everything about it, was just enamored by Alusha. So... Nicola, can you explain to the people who Alusha is? Um, so he is he doesn't manage Cineblas, right? He's the master. He wrestles with him. Yeah, yeah, he's like his little like hype man. And um they have to we saw him Bobby and I saw him last year at Lucha Expo in Vegas and they rolled him in, but this year they carried him in. And everybody's really excited to meet him. He's kind of like the bad guy of Hermanito. If anybody yeah. knows him from over there, yep. and uh, yeah, you can take a picture with him, and you can meet the Nebla, so that, you know, but I, I expl- didn't go over there to go get a photo, my mom wouldn't go over there, but. But explain to the people about how tall Alusha is, because I'm going to say maybe three feet, if that. I was going to say maybe three feet, yeah, he's very tiny. Yeah. He's very he's cute, yeah. Probably three feet. He's tiny, dude. I mean, he's so small that they have to carry him. They either have to carry him yeah. or put him in a little cart because it'll, it'll take him. Like, you remember the Geico commercial where they yeah. drop him off on, on the ship and he goes, oh, my God, it's going to take me days to get over there? That That's the same thing. They had they specifically brought a guy in a mask to carry him around because he was so small. And he wears this outfit that's just like fur. It's just all fur. So I'm telling Nicolette, he's got to be dying in that outfit. I mean, it is just nothing but fur. But that line went all the way around the tables and all the way almost around the ring. 
I mean, you want to talk about picture money and stuff like that. Everybody wanted to take a picture with Dineblas and, and Aluche. So I would say that was probably the second longest line. But the th- running a, th- a close third, okay, was probably uh, – it, it's, a, it's a tie between Taya Valkyrie and Tessa Blanchard. But that just goes to show – how women's wrestling has evolved because people right. people people actually started lining up for Tessa Blanchard when she first walked in. So she, I mean, wow. and then, real quick, Nicolette, for for the people listeners here on on the mat radio, I didn't get. I was watching from up top. Nicolette actually went down to go get a picture with Daga, who is who is uh, Tessa Blanchard's boyfriend. Um, oh. There was some guys in front of him, and dude, Cody, they would not leave. Nicolette and them were behind him, and then there was a few people behind them in line, and they kept going and go. And I'm like, looking, going, come on, man, get your pictures and get out of there. But uh, Nicolette said that they actually, uh, how much was Tessa Blanchard charging for a picture? So Tessa Blanchard was, uh, you had to pay for an autograph. And so the gentlemen's in front of me, there was three of them. They were all friends. They. I think, like, every year they fly out from wherever they're from because they were at Vegas last year, and they're all single, and they just love to go see, like, the female wrestling. So they printed out about, I want to say, eight to ten photos of Tessa when she was in Impact, when she was at uh, somewhere else Independence. And they were having her sign them. So they were having her sign one eight by ten, pull it, and then she would sign the next one, the next one, the next one. And Daga was just sitting there, and he told me, you can come behind if you're next. And I was like, okay. And But the people behind me were already complaining because they were taking so long. But people, though, will book their plane ticket now and will just pull out $700, $1,000 oh, yeah. cash to take down there. Yeah. So that was them. And they were having her sign the belt. They just had all these things they had her do. And so I was, like, waiting, waiting. And people behind us already started complaining. And then so I was like, okay. So I came around the table, and she was still signing autographs. And I said, can I just get a picture with you? And he said, yeah, that's fine. But then he told me something, and I don't know if he said it in Spanish or he said it quiet, that they were charging for photos. And I just looked at him, like, and I smiled, and I just looked at the camera and smiled on three. And I'm like, okay, well, he'll let me know if I'm supposed to pay or something. He didn't say anything. Yeah. I just walked away after that. But then for the people that were behind me, uh, they had the hope that they just wanted to meet Daga, too. But a lot yeah. of people wanted to meet Daga and Tessa. But this dude had a wad of money in his hand. And people yeah. were handing Tessa $50 bills, and she was trying to break yeah. them. They were only getting back $10 change. Yeah, and so the the one guy had to have dropped at least 80 bucks just in her signing the, the yep. pictures that he bought. On top of that, yeah. paid for t- to take a picture with her and paid for her to autograph it looked like a belt. Or something yeah. like that. So no wonder Daga had a big old wad of cash in his head. She was like, just kept oh, handing, yeah. him, handing him money. And I was like, God dang. I'm so mm-hmm. I'm going to go on mm-hmm. record as saying she must be the hottest female wrestler right now. I mean, she was, I mean, but regardless, Cody, um, after about maybe 40, 45 minutes, the line dissipates, and they're just kind of kicking back and talking. So if you wait well, it out or whatever, you could sit down and talk forever if you want to, which those two knuckleheads, that's what they should have done instead of uh, holding up the line. But, I mean, you know, I get it or whatever. So real quick before we go to the break, um, I, uh, you know I talk a lot about Black Dottles. I said, man, that guy is awesome. I think he's a next yeah, star. Yeah, I saw that picture. So I, yeah, I finally got a chance to you know to go over there. And the same thing, he had a little bit of a line. As soon as the line went down or whatever, I went to go talk to him. And I took a picture with him, and we were talking. And, and I was telling him, I said, hey, you know, I think you got something here or whatever. But he was telling me it takes um, almost three months to make his mask. 
because they have to make a mold, they got to put the horns, and they got to do the hair, all this stuff. So this guy comes up, and he had uh, 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 Tarus had the original black Tarus mask that he used because he got booked out here for PWG, which is the big uh, pro wrestling gorilla, which is the big one out here uh, in L.A. Uh-huh. And uh, he wanted two hundred and fifty dollars for it, and the dude bought it. Two hundred fifty nice. bucks for original black Tarus mask that he used. And PWG, but the guy was smart. He he had him sign it. He filmed everything, and then he had Black Taru say, you know, in Spanish that this is the original mask that he used in PWG or whatever. So I don't know if there's a turnaround to sell them or whatever. But but I you know, for me, I like Black Taru or whatever. But two hundred and fifty bucks, that's a lot of money. Now before uh-huh. we go to break, Cody Rhodes, is there? Any a movie star, a baseball player, or a woodsman, or anybody in this world that you would pay two hundred and fifty dollars for something from them? Um, I have some really nice knives that I look at online <laughs> that I would love to have, but What's I the just most can't. Expensive? Oh my god, thousands of dollars! But oh, that much? Fuck! Oh my god, so you, yes. So you would actually, depending on what it was, you might put out two fifty for something. Yeah, I probably would. There's some really cool Damn. ones and some really nice well, craftsmanship going on here. Well, that just goes to show that there is fans like that or whatever that would put up that kind of money. I mean, and it only happens once a year, so he's smart. Maybe he want to make sure he got that first one from PWG or whatever. But, you know, I, I guess people save up all year, and, and it's kind of like what Kevin Kleinrock says. He says, hey, man, you're buying directly from the wrestler. You don't have to go through PayPal or, or nothing like that. Yeah. You're just buying straight from yeah, the and You know it, it's original, so I guess that kind of makes the difference. But anyways, Cody, um, take us to well, Bobby, when you go come ahead. back from the break, are you going into day two? Exactly. Okay, perfect. So, Cody, take us to a quick break. We'll reset. We'll come back. We'll talk about day two at the Lucha Expo. And in about 10 minutes, we're going to bring on Ricky Reyes. So, take us out real quick, Cody. We'll be right back after this. Cody Rhodes uh, spinning the cuts <laughs> like like we used to do. The, that's a good uh-huh. jam right there because you could Thank move you. hips to it. But uh, you're here at On The Mat Radio with your host, Bobby Chu. Look up my man Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out. And, of course, we got Nicolette Marie with us talking about day one at the Lucha Expo. So we get into day two, Cody Rhodes. It uh-huh. was, we got there early on, on day one. So we parked across the street and maybe – I would say maybe two or three blocks up or whatever. So uh, we brought everything in, blah, blah, blah. So the second day, we got there a little bit later. I think the doors opened at 9, and we got there about maybe 8 or so packed. Okay. We, we literally wow. had to drive <laughs> drive around to find a, a spot. Luckily, I found one way, like the last parking before you get to the freeway. So taking stuff back down, because you got to take, like, the laptop and stuff like that out of the car, wasn't that bad going downhill. So we get there for uh-huh. the second day, open up, um, uh, waiting for the wrestling. We talked to a few people. I can't remember exactly who I talked to on that morning. Um, I think Fred Gabriel 
and somebody else will yeah. put it up. But um, Taya Valkyrie comes in, okay? She, I mean, she barely walked in the door, and that line started again. That was a big yeah. line that went, same thing around the ring. But she was smart. She brought a, uh, did she bring like a little Polaroid um, Nicolette or whatever to take pictures? She didn't bring an Instax Mini, but she brought like the bigger one. Um, they're not. It's not a Polaroid wide. It's just a, the regular like vintage one. But now it's like the 2000 version one. She brought that, and it was twenty dollars to take a picture with her. I don't know if that included her signing it, but you could get an instant photo with her. Yeah, yeah. Now, day two was the day that was packed because that was Legends of Lucha Libre. Uh, Pentagon and uh, Ray Phoenix were wrestling the Hart Foundation. Um, Davy Boy Smith Jr., who came from New Japan, why he quit, I don't know. But him and Teddy Hart came. So uh, what happened was we, we were there for a little while. We did we did a little bit of stuff. This time when we left, we went back to the hotel. Uh, and Ivan, my wife, ended up staying at the hotel, so Jessica and I Ubered it back to the um, to the wrestling. We took everything down and all that. I just took the, the cordless mics, you know, Cody, that we use. I just took those. Yeah. And uh, we went we Ubered it. Back, which was much easier. I mean, I always talk about Jessica. You're dumb for spending money on that. And all. It was much easier to take the Uber. Dropped us off in front. We were right yeah, there. So I hear you. those. Matches, so and Bobby, quick shout out to the it. guy who, because you said you took your recorders in your um, just your recorders. If anybody yeah. knows, if anybody's familiar with Lucha, if you guys know the gentleman that uh, hosts Baja Stars down in um, San Diego, uh, kind of oh, hosts yeah. Chula Vista. There's a bag. gentleman that goes around with the Vuvuzelas, yeah, and he sells stuff, and he wears all of the masks on his arm, like on a rope, and then you say who you want, and he pulls over to the corner, and he finds it for you. So yeah. now the gentleman, I guess he went to Mexico and went to go pick up purses. They're like these really nice handmade purses that are made out of, like, a lucha mask. Like, you can get Wagner, you could get Rey Mysterio, yeah. you could get anybody. So my mom and I walked down there and I'm like, hi, how much are your purses? And he's like, oh, 25. And I'm like, yeah, I think I know you from Bob Stars. Like, yeah, that's me. This is my son. I'm like, okay, 25 bucks. I'm like, awesome. So then my mom and Bobby go down there and the guy's like, you want to buy a purse? Like it's 30 bucks. And then my mom's like, well, you just said that it was, yeah. And then she's like, really? And we're like, maybe because you picked out a different wrestler, but he gave me a $5 discount. So shout out to that guy. I appreciate yeah. it. But, yeah, uh, Favi got Blue Demon. You and were I wearing got, a low-cut um, dress, weren't you? <laughs> Something, you know, when you're a hot chick, they, I don't they know give you is. discounts. But it was totally worth it. If it wasn't what I wanted and it wasn't so well-made leather, I would say, who cares? But it was perfect. It was exactly what I was looking for. So I, I went out and shelled out the extra five bucks to get it or whatever. I got Blue Demon. Jessica got El Hijo del Santo. You see him. I put him up on Oh, on yeah, I saw those. Those actually are pretty yeah. cool. And and they were perfect. Yeah, I put the two the two uh, mics, the recorders and stuff in there. It was cool, and they had a shoulder strap and everything. It was pretty cool. So we used that. I'm but anyway, you didn't put them the, in your the, fanny pack. I know. Well, you know what? They they hadn't <laughs> even had fanny packs there. But uh, when you got a 46 waist, they don't fit. So oh. <laughs> I had to I had to walk right by those. So the the wrestling started. Uh, Jessica and I, uh, Nicolette and I just went and watched. Uh, got a seat on the corner. Or whatever. So uh, Jake Atlas, um, it was Jake Atlas, Douglas James, and um, what's his, who else was with them, uh, Jessica? It's uh, Douglas it's, uh, James, Douglas. Adrian Quest, and uh, oh, Adrian Quest. Jake Atlas. It, yeah, and they're they representing wrestled. LA Lucha. Yeah, they were wrestling. Uh, uh, yeah, representing LA, and then Mexico was like Loredo Kid. Um, I can't remember who else. Ray Horse. Dude, match and a half. I mean, it was a lot of flying. I, I was afraid somebody was gonna die. 
because I thought someone was going to get dropped on their head, but it did turn out to be quite a match. Now, um, the, the, everybody was waiting for the main event, Ese Rios and Penta and all those people. So Brian Cage comes out. Now, Brian Cage, for the people listening, the dude is just he, – he is so muscular, he looks like he's about to burst. I mean, the dude is just humongous. So I don't know what happened. On that side, because people start standing up. I don't stand up because, you know, I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> so I just saw a bunch of people. I don't know what happened on that side, but once some knucklehead decided to go after Brian Cage. He, I don't know what happened or whatever, but Brian Cage got back to the ring. He gets back in the ring. The dude walks around to the other corner where he was and wouldn't stop. He's cursing him out. He's saying, you mother effer. And I'm looking. Now he's just off to my right. And I'm going, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Dude, first of all, everybody that was wrestling, when they went outside, they kept trying to pull apart the barricades. They had those big steel barricades and couldn't uh. do it because they were, they were locked in. It was nice. So Brian Cage finally gets fed up, turns around, jumps out of the ring, and it looked like, you know when they let the bull out of the uh, chute when they do bull riding? <laughs> yeah. That's what it looked Dude, he grabbed those barricades and just pulled them apart. And the springs went flying. <laughs> went, oh, wow. And I went, holy shit. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I give my stuff to, to Jessica or to Nicolette, and I go, hold my stuff. I'm going to go grab it because he was he went after that dude. And I thought, this dude's going to die. Brian will, will kill this, this guy. So the thing is, you couldn't get through that way, so you had to go around the back. And there was a stage, and the stage was probably maybe two, three feet, about the size of Alusha, off the ground. By the time I tried to get up on that stage, everybody passed me. Oh, man. So by the time I got up there, everybody had already grabbed the other guy, threw him out. They got Brian Cage. They put him back over the barricade and had him to the ring. So, so from what I, I had a... seen, though, prior to, that, prior to that main event match, though, the guy was already talking crap to Sikosis. And yeah, he was yeah. telling him, like, hey, man, you should do this. And it's like, I don't think he was going to take advice from the gentleman inside the stands. And that match finished. And then I saw him and Brian Cage talking. And I didn't think that at that point anything was going on. And then I think for, like, a second, like, I glanced at my phone. And then I just hear all this ruckus. And I thought that the guy was trying to rush Melissa Santos. Yeah. But I don't know what he was doing. Which and then I just see everybody jumping the barricade. Yeah. And Fabi's like, hold my stuff, and I'm like, goodbye, and I just go like the opposite way, and I'm like, I'm gonna go with security, and so I went back <laughs> with security, man. and I'm seeing Fabi, yeah, and I'm like, typical. why is he moving outside? <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, I couldn't get over. And I'm like, yeah, okay, was, but they they pretty much broke it up. <laughs> I was just gonna try and grab him, <laughs> but by the time I got to that stage or whatever, everybody already passed me, so that was the only thing. I mean, I don't know what these people are thinking, and to go after the biggest dude there, there's uh-huh. something wrong with you. Or whatever, but it happens, or whatever. But all in all, um, other than you know, with a little bit of tweaks like the parking and and the the uh, air conditioning and stuff like that, it's uh-huh. just a good chance for the people to to see the wrestlers up close, talk to them, get your autographs, get your stuff signed, you know, buy the merchandise direct from them. So I thought it was pretty cool. Now the next one's going to be out in Philadelphia, so we got Ricky Reyes coming up. We're going to talk about that because when Nicolette and I and my wife were coming home. On Monday, we were talking, I'm thinking, well, you know, is there a lucha scene out there on the East Coast? Because most of it's down here. We're close Uh to Mexico. You know, we're close to to the Tijuana border, stuff like that. So I'm thinking, you know, 
I don't I don't know what the game plan is or whatever. So we we have Ricky coming on so he could talk about that. Um, but all in all, Bobby, I know you have to move on. I know you have to uh-huh. move on with Ricky Reyes. Um, I'll wrap myself up in 30 seconds. Um, I was disappointed I couldn't meet La Mascara. Um, very talented, very nice looking, uh, nothing. I asked the guy next to me, excuse me, where'd you get that shirt at? He had on a, he wasn't wearing it. He had one like folded, like he bought it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, La Mascara gave it to me. And I'm like, <laughs> no, he didn't, but okay. But I think, um, he, that, I think he threw um, it from the stage and got it. Oh, really? I was sitting right I next to him. So. I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, shout out to Fred Gabriel. He messed up the McDonald's order for mariachi, but that's okay. <laughs> but we heard it from the top floor that he got it See, wrong. You, you um, catch stuff like that when you're there because we're, yeah. we're right up above him. And he goes and gets the whole McDonald's order, and he gives mariachi the, the coffee, and he's going, dude, too sweet. It's too sweet. And we're like, what, what is he supposed to taste test it before he gets over there? But go ahead. Um, that. I want to give a shout-out to um, LB Crafty. All my shirts that I was wearing in the photo, the On the Mat shirt, my Lucha F and Libre shirt, um, were all yes. made by LB Crafty. Follow her on and Instagram. And On the Mat, on the mat shirts. On the Mat shirts were made by her as well. And then um, for my fans that are listening, uh, myself and Bobby will be at Sean Black's show, Amped Up Wrestling, um, October 5th. Uh, so make sure you guys come out and come check us out. It's in Inglewood at the Ability First Center, and I'll post a flyer on my Facebook and on uh, Bobby's Facebook. So make sure you guys yes, come check and it out. My, and my hip is gradually getting better, so I think I will actually be able to get up in that big ring this time since oh, they have no goodness. ring steps. So that's a plus. But real quick before you go, I'm I'm going to give the Lucha Expo like a solid, I'm going to say eight and a half. I mean, it was great. Just a little bit. Just a, and We saw a lot of the talent, uh, local talent, that was looking for parking, and, and there was a lot of that going on. So other than that, I mean, it was great. I mean, great matches, great stuff. Great to see the guys. Uh, uh, Nicolette, what would you give it? That was good. I was going to give it a nine and a half. The only thing I wasn't going to give it a 10 for was just, it was so hot. I was sweating off tanner in my hands. I kept on <laughs> yes. looking at my hands. I'm like, I don't know who's wearing more makeup myself or Damien, but this is coming <laughs> off. You know, I'm like, my hair's like plastered. I'm trying to look good for photos. It's not working out. You know, I'm like, I don't yeah. feel like going back and redoing my hair, but yeah, yeah, this was a very good time though. Great pictures, great memories. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I mean, I'm glad, um, I'm kind of sad that Cody didn't get to go, but on the other hand, I'm kind of glad because yeah. we'd have been dead up there. I mean, it was just so oh, hot, yeah. and going, and I would have been like, "Hey, Cody, did you run down real quick?" Or and so he'd have been. Well, he probably would have lost been, forty pounds uh, of water alone. Yeah. Just, Sending them up and down, but anyway, so we'll, we'll get those interviews out, and we'll, we'll try to get them out gradually, so you guys could check them out. So real quick, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back with Ricky Reyes. Big thanks to Nicolette for helping me out over there. Thank she you. was a huge help. Uh, looking forward to next year, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye, Cody. All right, Bye. Cody. Take us to a break. We'll be right back with Ricky Reyes. It was crazy. Let's go ahead and give Ricky Reyes a call so we can get him on here because it's it's eight it's ten till eight here, so it's got to be close to eleven o'clock out there, Cody Rhodes. I guess so. Yeah, because they're they're three hours ahead. Uh, watch him go. Hey man, where have you guys been? <laughs> Hello. 
Hey, Ricky, it's Faviano. You're live on On The Met Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Yeah, I can hear you. Ah, that's good. For the people listening at home, you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio with Favi Chulo. Got my man Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out and on the line with us right now. Uh, good for somebody I haven't talked to in a while, but when you're busy, that's the mark of a good wrestler because you're busy or whatever. But Ricky Reyes, Ricky, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. It, it's, it's funny because... Um, uh, I haven't uh, talked to Ricky in a while, and I, I see, though, he's always busy. He's always posting all the stuff he has going on or whatever. And, and it's it's a trip because I've always said, you know, I, I don't know why he made the move out to the East Coast. I said, this is his home. This is where he belongs or whatever. And and I can't remember who I was talking I was talking to somebody at the Lucha Expo, and he goes, yeah, but a lot of times that that's the mark of somebody who's, who's very uh, – uh, like believes in themselves and believes in their talent because they're figuring, hey, if I go out here, I, I I'm gonna make it. I got I gotta take the chance. I gotta, you know, you're very uh, uh, believe in your in your abilities and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, I said you must be right because he never did come back. He's still out there. So real quick before we, I want to talk a little bit about the Lucha Expo. I want to talk about your uh, upcoming seminar in Texas. But real quick, so far, how's everything out there right now on the East Coast? Or do you miss us at all, Ricky? Uh- <laughs> Oh man, I I miss I miss all you guys and the weather and everything every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh I mean I I'm keeping busy, you know, there's a lot of work, you know, everywhere. So like uh like when I first moved out here, I always told myself, well, as long as I'm busy wrestling, I'll, I'll stay here, you know. So yeah. uh, obviously I am, so it's good. So yeah. yeah, well, luckily, well, I don't know so much of luck or whatever, but you you go moving out there or whatever that's kind of like lit the fuse and kind of sent independent wrestling you know kind of had to say independent but it's really blossomed you know i mean mm-hmm. before out here if you didn't work luchas mm-hmm. it was hard to get work but now there's so many you know independent wrestling is such on mm-hmm. a high or whatever mm-hmm. cuz i remember back in the day i mean we're talking maybe 19 years ago the only two people mm-hmm. i knew who, who who were able to make money from wrestling was Chris Daniels and yeah. Samoa Joe. Those are the only yep. two people that that didn't have to have a job or whatever. So now, I mean, you know, you can mm. you can actually make a living, and, and there's so much uh, uh, going on or whatever. So especially on both mm. coasts, because everybody says, oh, well, the West Coast is the mecca, and that's where everybody wants to be. Mm. But it's funny because you know um, Cody Rhodes has has been producing. Have you um, actually uh, been on the show since Cody's been the producer, Ricky? No, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, well, anyways, he, uh, the other producer I had uh, went on to do like a real job or whatever. And mm-hmm. Cody, who works with me, he's like, man, I, I know computers and stuff. Let me, let me, uh, let me jump on with you. So we jumped mm-hmm. on. So I slowly got him acclimated to wrestling and jujitsu yeah. and the UFC and all. So he's actually been around for quite some time. But he moved to Arizona, which is still cool because mm-hmm. he can still do the the regular day show. So yeah, we were we were talking a lot about that about you know, uh, um moving and, and, and taking a chance and stuff. So mm-hmm. the Lucha Expo was actually this last weekend in San Diego. So unfortunately, yeah. he's, you know, Cody's in Arizona and I'm out here. So we, we went, um, I took my daughter and my wife, you know, that's your crew. You know, when, when, when you don't have a crew and you need one, mm-hmm. you got to take the family. So, I took <laughs> right. the family. But, but, but what I, what I was amazed at is how many people got their start at Lucha Underground. Not so much got their start at wrestling, but what really brought them out. Mariachi Loco was there, the Little Cholo. Benta mm-hmm. and Phoenix, I mean, they just skyrocketed from there. But right. then guys like guys like Daga, 
um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people like that. I, everybody mm-hmm. was coming from Lucha Underground, so it really was the springboard that that, that pretty much got them out there into the into the limelight or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost like a reunion. There were so many people from Lucha Underground there. Mm-hmm. So now. You know, I talked to Kevin and I talked to Ruben when they had it in Las mm-hmm. Vegas last year. And I said, you know, if you yeah. went out to San Diego, that's so close to Tijuana or whatever, it's mm-hmm. easier to get those guys over. You know, you pick them up at the border, you're good to go. And and it mm-hmm. was packed. But to see, they announced yesterday that the, mm-hmm. the Lucha Expo in 2020 is going to be in Philadelphia. And I'm like, yeah. well, wait a, wait a minute. Is there even Lucha or whatever out there? Or I think it's going to be at the ECW Arena. I don't want to be quoted on that, but I heard that. I don't know for mm-hmm. sure. But to me, isn't that more of, of an America crowd? Or is there a Lucha um, a Lucha uh, crowd or fanatics that are out there on the East Coast? Well, yeah, there is. Uh, it's funny that you bring up, you know, like Lucha Underground. But ever yeah. since Lucha Underground started uh, – you know, like there's a lot more quote unquote lucha shows all over the country. You know, um, more so than ever because it just became such a hot brand. You know, so like everybody was trying to, you know, uh, have these big lucha shows. But there's a a few promoters that bring in like uh, Blue Demon and Wagner and all these yeah. big lucha names and in, in in New York and in New York City and Queens and Brooklyn and stuff. Like we're all, you know, there's a lot of Puerto Ricans, but like. You know, Lucha is just, you know, Lucha for, for everybody now, you know, not just Mexicans in Southern California or Texas or, you know, whatever. But, yeah, like, there's always big Lucha shows and Lucha-themed uh, shows out on the East Coast a lot more now, like uh, Philadelphia and New York City, like you said, like, there's there's a big, you know, following of it. And honestly, like, before Lucha Underground, you know, there, there wasn't that that much buzz and hype behind or demand for Lucha Libre, you know, style wrestling, you know, it was mostly SoCal, you know, maybe Texas, yeah. uh, you know, Arizona, you know, those were the spots, like, even when AAA came to the U.S., you know, they would only tour, like, what, Arizona, maybe maybe Frisco and, and yeah. San Diego, L.A., you know, maybe, maybe Texas, you know, get the, the you know, like, like CMLL-type shows, like, in in uh, certain areas, you know, but I mean, nowadays, I mean, it's such a hot, you know, brand and it's crazy. Like, and, and, and I sit back and think like, man, before Lucha Underground, Lucha was kind of frowned upon in the U S you know, like for the most part, except for very, you know, Hispanic fans that, that followed it on, on, you know, on, on television, on cable, uh, yeah. that, that was mostly people that, that either like AAA or CMLL and that was it, you know, like they only knew those two, two brands, but yeah, uh, since Lucha Underground, I mean, it, it really did spark an interest in Lucha Libre, you know, across the board, you know? So yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll do really well because again, the smart mark fans, like they love that, that fat pace, fast paced style of wrestling that Lucha brings. So I think that's what intrigues people, you know, cause they kind of got an idea of it. And then when they get to see it, you know, their their mind's blown, you know. So. Oh, yeah. And it's something different or whatever. Or they actually get to see mm-hmm. it uh, uh, up close and personal right. as opposed to seeing it on TV, which everybody knows when you're there, it's a, big, it's a way different uh, yeah. atmosphere than when you get to see yeah. it on TV. It's, I mean, it's totally different. But it just goes to show how much that Lucha Underground brought it out. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Joey Ryan was there, Taya Valkyrie. I'm watching them going, mm-hmm. man, these are all the people who, who that's where they got, you know, kind of yeah. blossomed. Yeah from there. So yeah. 
with with that being said, um, mm. talk about taking a chance. I mean, Kevin and Ruben to go out to Philadelphia to, and we we're yeah. talking about because over here in San Diego there was no air conditioning. Mm. It was in a gym, and we were sweating mm. up a storm. But people didn't care. They were just so happy right. to see it. But but the, if it is at the ECW arena, that that's mm. like the bingo hall. That there is no air conditioning in there, so it's going to be the same thing. But when we were talking about it, I, you know, mm. I have forgot because you guys, used, you and Rocky, used to come and watch it here with us. That's that's when they they brought out Psicosis and they brought out Juventud and they brought out Rey Mysterio mm. Jr. out there into the yeah. ECW arena, which yeah. propelled those guys too. So when right. I thought about it, that oh yeah, you know, there there is a place for. Um, for Lucha out there on the East Coast, and I think they might even be hungry for it. So now I'm thinking right. maybe it is a good idea to bring it out there. So definitely, definitely look forward to that, man. I mean, I think they, they I think if, you know, um, they got something there because they mix it up really good too. Because they bring all the Lucha guys, and then they use the local talent that's there in that area mm-hmm. and mix them, and it comes out really well. So um, if they bring some Lucha guys out, like you could pick anybody. I mean, I know Penta and 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 what's his name are, are hot right now, but if they called you up and said, hey, look. Uh, we're coming out there. We want to. We want to put you on the card. Anybody in particular you want to wrestle, and they let you uh, have your choice. Anybody in particular you'd like to work with? Uh, I mean, I've wrestled uh, a lot of the guys uh, in Lucha Underground and in tag matches. But I always thought, like, uh, if I could get like a singles match with Ray Horace, I think we would like really kill it. Just because, like. Uh, I, I worked with like Drago and Aerostar and Tags, and and I yeah. I like wrestling them, but like uh, I just feel like m- me and Ray would uh, would mix it up well because of the styles and stuff. Like I don't know, I just I've always had like a ton of ideas to, uh, that I would be able to do with them. And there's a couple times we'd be in the back, you know, at Lucha Underground, and he's like, "When are me and you gonna get a one-on-one?" And I'm like, "Oh man!" Like we always kind of joke like. You know, we were actually scheduled to to wrestle each other in Toronto um, a couple years ago, and uh, and uh, I think he had to pull out for some for some another show. But I was really disappointed. I was like, "Oh man, that would have been a good one." But yeah, that was yeah. Uh, this one. It was the first time I saw him in person. It was him and and uh, Puma King against uh, oh yeah, you guys remember, uh, Jake Atlas and and Douglas James from out here. Oh, and okay. man, those guys, yeah. man, those guys can go. I was like really yeah. impressed, and and it's good to mix him with Puma King because Ray Horus was doing the heavy lifting. You know, he was doing the flips and and the moonsaults yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and Puma King was working the crowd and doing some. Right. I mean, it was really really well how they put everything together. So I think that would be great. You know, I think that would be a great yeah. matchup. See, this is there's like 360 days until it gets there, so there's all that time to say, you know, hey, we should put this together and all that. So I think that's mm-hmm. why they announce it, start getting it ready, start putting the wheels in motion. Oh so yeah. I think Absolutely. I, yeah, I think I think they do have something there. So, anyways, Ricky, it's funny because I I saw Rocky not too long ago. He was doing the G1 climax, but he came down here to do something at the dojo, and we were talking and all that. And we were talking about how Sikosis uh, and all them got this. And I go, remember you guys used to watch? It? I was like, yeah. He goes, I remember. We used to sit in the back. And we used to have to put our shirts <laughs> over our nose. And one said, Hey, man, that's paying your dues, man. I said, Nobody pays more dues than you and Ricky to have to come over here and sit in that little bedroom with all of us. But I mean, those pay-per-views back then, I mean, those were the bomb, man. I mean, when I yeah. first saw uh, like Hayabusa and Shinzaki against Sabu and and. Uh, uh, RVD, I was like, damn. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, just, crazy. It was really different, and and like Paulie's the first one that mixed Japanese and and, oh, yeah. and stuff yeah, like absolutely. that. So, yeah, so yeah. It, it's it's smart. It's smart what they're doing. But 
Anyways, Ricky, it's good to talk to you, man. I'm sorry about running up against the clock, but real quick for the people listeners, check out Ricky Reyes. Follow him on all, all social media. I know he's got a big show coming up this weekend, but the big seminar is going to be September 14th at the Woodlawn Gym in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I, I, is it? Uh, I, they're actually sponsoring like four four wrestlers to take the seminar, and it's going to be twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Can, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Rudy Boy Gonzalez, he, he's his school is going to sponsor four four wrestlers uh, for the seminar. So if you send Rudy Boy, uh, Texas Wrestling Academy (TWA) in San Antonio, if you send him footage, uh, he'll like he's going to pick somebody by uh, September 11th. Uh, four people to take my seminar for free, and it's, he he's gonna fund it. So, uh, yeah, and it's, it's like yeah, there's a there's a ton of talent like in Texas. It's huge. I'm actually uh by I haven't really said this much, but uh the plan right now is by by May of next year I'm gonna move to San Antonio. Uh, okay. Cause, yeah, cause the the work there is just like it's insane, and I've had a couple of offers uh, to head head train at some schools in San Antonio. So I'm uh, planning on doing that uh, by, by May. So, I mean, right now that's, that's the plan. So hopefully everything works out, but um, yeah, it's just uh, Texas is like such a huge uh, hotbed right now for pro wrestling. Yeah. It's crazy. Are you, are you familiar with Salomon Grundy? Mm, no, the, I'm not. The, he was, he was, uh, um, he worked in AAA years ago. And, and he mm-hmm. was like probably the first American to go out to Mexico and, uh, and start working and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he's in Texas. And I saw him last year at the at the uh, Lucha Expo last year. And him and Vampiro and I were talking about olden days and stuff like that. And he said the same yeah. thing. He said, you know, Texas is really starting to pick up steam it's, and all that. It's uh, crazy. Yeah. They were talking a lot about Tessa Blanchard and um, yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. Let me tell you something, dude. Biggest line at the Lucha Expo this year was Tessa Blanchard. We talked about it before yeah. we we brought you on. I mean, dudes mm-hmm. were dropping eighty eighty bucks for pictures. Um, I mean, oh, it was yeah. just amazing. It just amazing how women's wrestling in general yeah. has has yeah. blossomed yeah. or whatever. So, hey man, I I hope you come to Texas. I mean, that at least you'll be a little bit closer to home or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely wish you the best of luck for the people listeners. Check out that seminar. It's September 14th. It's at the Woodlawn Gym. It's at 219 Alexander Avenue in San Antonio, Texas. It's going to be uh, September 14th. So you got some time. Yeah. You can go check it out. So um, uh, just follow Ricky Reyes on, on his uh, social media. He keeps everybody up to date on there. If you want information, you can go check it out on there for sure. So, of course, man, Ricky, we wish you the best of luck, man. I appreciate you taking time to come. It was funny because I'm calling and I'm telling Cody, hey, man, uh, it's got to be getting close to 11 o'clock. <laughs> yes, I keep forgetting they're, they're three hours ahead of us. So um, uh, definitely best of luck to you, man. Let us know. And when you make that move out here to Texas oh, yeah. or whatever, we'll definitely plug yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, make sure we get those schools and seminars and all that stuff packed, man, because if, if somebody deserves it, it's Ricky, man, because that dude's paid his dues. He's taking chances. He's the epitome of of a wrestler who who's not afraid to to take a chance or whatever. So we here at On the Mat appreciate it. Okay, my friend. Cool. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. Good talking to you. All right, you got it. Hopefully, I'll talk to you again real soon. Cody, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back to wrap everything up after this. Ricky Reyes, everybody, make sure you check out his seminar. <laughs>
Hello. Hello. <laughs> I, I don't know what I hit, dude, but I knocked something and cut us off. But uh, uh, we're still back on the air, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, we're still here. I was like, sorry. What sorry. I'm like, sorry about that. I went to move something and I, I'm all messed up. But, anyways, a, 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 a million thank yous, Cody, for, for uh, sticking it out, man, and putting us on there because I know I'm long winded. But, um, Mm-hmm. Especially somebody like Ricky Reyes, I get kind of passionate, man, because that dude. I'm a big believer in paying dues, you know. Yeah. So I believe in that, and and stuff like that, like you know, taking the chance to move all the way out to Philadelphia, and now it's, it's kind of paid off. He's coming back to Texas, and, you know. And people right. know when you're a good worker, you know that that you know you they're yeah. going to use you or whatever. So, sure. anyways, uh, big thanks to big thanks to Nick Left for helping me out. I'd have been dead without her out there running up and down or whatever, but. Um, for the people listeners, don't forget check out Cody Rhodes Ink and Beard Designs. Christmas mm-hmm. is right around the corner. All that pumpkin spice crap is already starting to hit the stores, so I'm pretty sure Shanti yeah. Tinkerhell is going to be super busy getting some Christmas stuff together. That's so we look for forward. Sure. We look forward to that. Now, um, I haven't had a chance to talk to Cody Rhodes. Um, I did talk to Scotty Nelson. He's like, bro, what? You know, wait. Let me call. Let me talk to you. Let's wrap the taste. I'm heading back to uh, home. Uh, we'll yeah. talk to find out what's going on. <laughs> that was last week. So I heard that we'll, before. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. So we don't really know. Uh, um, next Thursday might be the last one because I like I started to set it up to get some important people on here, like Ed Sores and um, uh, people like that, just so we can so we can wrap it up or whatever. So I don't really know what the future holds or whatever. As soon as I find out, Cody Rhodes, you'll be the first one that I know. I mean, that I know yeah. first one that I call. Oh, and we'll go from there. So, <clears throat> so we'll just kind of leave it at that, okay, my friend? All right, sounds good. All right, you got to don't forget to check out Cody Anderson on his social media. He keeps everybody up to date on there with what's going on with him. He's uh, nursing. He's killing bats. He's <laughs> I ain't killing the bat. Doing doing all oh not killing catching them. I shouldn't say catching that them. and and things of that nature as well as Fabi Chulo on all your stuff. We have got a few uh, shows coming up like Nicolette Marie mentioned October fifth. We're going to be out there yeah. in Inglewood for that out. big one and stuff like that. Yeah. Big show coming up at Metroflex Gym with the Chivos. I- I'll talk to you a little bit about that later on. Hopefully, we'll be able to pack that place. Chivo, but... Oh, dude, we've had a few walls put up in front of us, so we'll, we'll get that taken care of. So, <laughs> Again, Cody Rhodes, a million thank yous, my friend. I'll talk to you real soon. All right. Take care. Bye. <laughs>